0: G'day, friends. It's Jono here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of The Wake Up Project. And before we dive into this podcast, I want to let you know uh, about two upcoming events that we have. The first one is actually probably the most exciting event I've ever been part of, and I really say that sincerely. It's a new program that's been developed by the Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute, And it's called Engage. Now, Engage uh, is very different from other programs or events that we've held in that it is a five-month program. So instead of it just being over a couple of days, which is what we generally do, this is an application-only community. So it's for about 70 people. Well, that's what we're capping it at, is 70 people. And it's really a combination of uh, two five-day retreats. Uh, You've got a faculty of about, I think it's about 17 leading scientists and business people and change agents. And you'll also kind of get exposed to this advanced curriculum that the Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute has created and really what the whole program is about is helping to grow and develop uh, mindful champions. So people who can really embody the materials or the, um, the content of mindfulness or the experience of mindfulness and emotional intelligence and compassion and really find the support from this group of um, 70-odd people. To be able to take it into their into their lives. So whether that's, you know, you being a mum or you being an executive, or you managing a team, uh, this engage community is really about supporting you in being able to bring the best qualities of yourself to these different situations. So the applications are open at the moment, you can go to siyengage.com.au. And there's an application form there. Um, so, yeah, we've had lots of phenomenal response uh, to this. So if you want to get in and apply, I uh, can't guarantee you'll get in. But there, uh, there is an application process if you're interested and if you feel like you're suitable for that program. The second thing I want to tell you about, the second event, is we're holding our fourth Mindful Leadership Forum uh, in November of this year. And I'm very excited about this program. I mean, we've this is the fourth time we've done it um, for the very reason that we want to, and I believe we have established probably Australia's leading uh, kind of leadership conference that's around embodying the qualities of self-awareness, of authenticity, and compassion. So we've had some phenomenal speakers, and we have uh, we're in the process of lining up a number of. Uh, great speakers for this year and I guess one of the things that I've noticed most and I spoke to someone the other day about this event and he was saying how appreciative he is of being able to attend this event not only for the content and for the learning but for the kind of people that he's met at this event and how that's kind of impacted his business and his personal life being able to make these kind of friends so At the moment, we've just opened up uh, kind of like a wait list for a two-for-one offer. So every year you get the opportunity to, um, well, some people get the opportunity to get a special 50% off the tickets. So if you buy, uh, well, it's an offer of two-for-one. So if you go to mindfulleadershipforum.com, right now there's an opportunity for you to put your name and email address in there and to be notified of the first round of two-for-one tickets. I think we limit that to about 100 people. So anyway, enough of the announcements. This last month for me has been quite a sad uh, month, Uh, quite poignant in many ways. And I think it's been a, a kind of a culmination of a lot of things that have been going on around me. A lot of news that I've kind of received and, you know, kind of starting with, you know, a little boy at a friend's school who was killed in a recent, uh, in the recent storms that we've been having here. Just the sudden kind of loss of this little boy. And then, you know, I found out recently that some good friends were separating from a long-term relationship. And that also really impacted me. And I've also... My dear mum hasn't been well and it's been quite a challenge to see her decline and it's kind of filled me with a sadness um, seeing her not being well. And then it was really only a few weeks ago um, that two of our team members were informed uh, that a dear friend of theirs who had been refereeing a netball game, he took a fall and was killed. And you can only imagine how this impacted two of our team members um, because of the incredible man that he was. But also for me, these experiences, and I think the culmination of them, all in such a short period of time, have kind of stopped me in my tracks. I'm sure many of you have had experiences like this. You know, whether it was the loss of a dear friend or family member or the breaking of your heart in some shape or form. And through this, um, these experiences, you know, I've, um, I've been reminded of how the Jap- Japanese view the cherry blossom tree. And you've probably seen movies and art reflecting the cherry blossom tree, but for hundreds of years, the Japanese have always seen this cherry blossom as representing the fragility and the beauty of life. So in a certain way that life is almost overwhelmingly beautiful, but at the same time, it's also tragically short. And I, I think about this in light of all the things that have happened this month. And I've just been reflecting a lot on this and what this means. And I think it was, you know, as I consider this, this was one of the reasons I loved this particular TV show called Six Feet Under, uh, created by Alan Ball. And I'm sure many of you have seen this show. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend it. It's kind of an older HBO TV show. Um, You know, set in a funeral home um, with a family, strangely enough, their name were the Fisher family, so no relation, but um, similar kind of issues and challenges. But at the beginning of every episode, uh, someone would die. And it wasn't a morbid thing. It was a reminder that death is always near. And I remember actually hearing the director, uh, Alan Ball, talk about this show. And he spoke about how he lost his sister in a car crash when he was only 13 years of age. And he said that... Buddhism became a great strength for him, and the strength that he found was in the present moment. That he said, death taught him that we only have this moment. And so, this work that he created was about bringing this to life in a way as a reminder. And so, you know, we could look at this as a kind of morbid or dark theme, or we can actually look at it as a very life-giving reminder. And so I just want to share with you three things that I've learned from this, uh, this kind of sense of sadness or loss or death over the last month. And I hope these three things can be of help for you, because I know I'm not alone in this experience. And it just seems to, you know, kind of come up on many of us. So the first lesson I've learned and that I've reflected on is that today could be the day. In Buddhism, we are encouraged, just so you know, I'm not a Buddhist, but I love Buddhist philosophy, in Buddhism, we're kind of encouraged to imagine a little bird on our shoulder. And every morning as a practice, you ask the bird, is today the day? Am I ready? Am I doing all that I need to do? Am I being the person I want to be? Is today the day I die? And you might find as I ask these questions that you feel a little uncomfortable. And that's the purpose, it's to kind of get under your skin in a certain way, to wake you up. Because there's something about when you feel death in your bones, everything changes. You begin to say what you need to say to the people around you. Your heart opens and you kind of take more risks. You see the magic in the ordinary moments. And like Alan Ball said, you begin to live in this moment. The second thing I've learnt and been reflecting on, is this practice from the Dalai Lama. And it's very similar to the first uh, lesson about the bird on your shoulder. This is what he said. He said, uh, this is a quote. Every day, think as you wake up. Today, I am fortunate to be alive. I have a precious human life. I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to use all my energies to develop myself, to expand my heart out to others, to achieve enlightenment for the benefit of all beings. I'm going to have kind thoughts towards others. I'm not going to get angry or think badly about others. I am going to benefit others as much as I can. Daily practice from His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And the third lesson and thing I've been reflecting on is around grief. Because, you know, at times like this, grief can creep up and be kind of overwhelming and also can feel like it's never going to go away. And what I've begun to see is that grief, when it's fully felt, can be a gateway. And what I mean by a gateway is that it can open you up and open me up to a kind of gratitude and appreciation for life. So as I think about the deaths of this little boy in the storm, or this wonderful man, these precious people, I can actually feel tears in my eyes. And at the same time, if I allow myself to feel that, I can also feel so deeply thankful for my life and for their lives. And then I can begin to think and feel all the things that I'm grateful for. Something about allowing you to touch and appreciate more fully. And this kind of gratitude allows for all the other anxieties or fears or doubts to fall away. Because there's something about reorientating priorities that happens with grief. It seems to come and wipe out all that isn't important. And leave you with what's most important. And as we feel it deeply, the grief and the sadness, we also begin to feel and appreciate life, people, Everything that's in our life right now. So today, after sharing those lessons and those insights, my hope is that you may see both the overwhelming beauty and fragility of life. And may you fully feel the grief of all that you've lost And may it lead you to a deeper appreciation for life, right now. And with that little bird on your shoulder, reminding you that this could be your last day. May the greatest and noblest quality of all, may kindness wake up within you. And may it be felt for yourself, for all parts of who you are, and may it flow out to others in your sphere of influence, to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoy what we're up to here at The Wake Up Project, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to share this episode with your friends or leave a comment or review on iTunes. You know, this is the way that we can work together to make the world a little kinder. And if you want more inspiration and resources, come on over to wakeupproject.com and make sure you sign up for email updates. And while you're there at wakeupproject.com, don't forget to order your free pack of kindness cards. Yep, we'll mail them out to you for free. All we ask in return is that you send us a story of how you use these cards to make someone's day. I'm really grateful for your support. Now go and live a kind and courageous life.